Welcome to The Deciders. This is Renee Frazier, the founder and CEO of Frazier Communications. We're the leading woman-owned uh, advertising and marketing firm in Los Angeles and Southern California, as a matter of fact. We specialize at Frazier Communication in changing behavior to grow brands and to have a positive impact on our society and our community. One of the campaigns we're best known for is Talk, Read, Sing. It changes everything. A campaign focused on families with young children under the age of six, zero to five, and it's sponsored by First Five California. But today we're going to be talking about leadership and change. We on the deciders like to feature leaders in their field and change agents. We ask people to share their stories and their insights. I'm going to ask all of you who are listening, have you ever wondered if you as one person can change the world? Well, my guest today is a woman and her co colleague that are doing just that. She created an organization called Beads for Education in Kenya over 25 years ago to improve the status of women and girls through education and business development. Beads sponsors, like myself, pay the school fees for over 300 girls in Kenya. And I have to say, I am so proud of the two young women that I've been a part of, to been able to sponsor over the years. Please welcome the founder and CEO, Debbie Rooney, coming to us all the way from Kenya. And she's going to introduce her colleague who else helps to run the program. Welcome to the show, Debbie. Thank you, Renee. It's great to be with you. I want to introduce my colleague, who is one of our uh, leaders in helping the girls to change and improve their lifestyles. So he's a teacher here. He teaches uh, biology and, and mathematics. And mathematics. My name is Enos Magaga. Thank you. Lovely to meet you. And again, thank you. I know it's late at night or early in the morning there in Kenya. We're doing this from Los Angeles. Let's start by talking about how Beads was created. I remember the story. I think you had traveled over there. Is that right, Debbie? When I, I made a trip here in 1991, and as soon as I got here, I fell in love with Kenya and especially the cultures and the people. And the animals. I love the animals. Um, so I decided when I met 13-year-old girls that were getting ready to be married to a man, maybe 70 years old, second or third wife, um, bear as many children as possible. And I looked at these sweet young girls singing. And I, you know, it worked traditionally, but today... There's not enough land, not enough habitat for the people, and they can't live in that traditional style. And I knew that, and I started to sponsor girls' education then. I remember that uh, you told me we, we sat at a luncheon together where we learned about your organization and how um, you carried books in your luggage uh, to, uh, to educate the girls, and that the girls were really not being educated. Unfortunately, at that age, they are, uh, uh, were prime candidates, right, to, as you said, to be married off. What made you start a school? I started this school about seven years ago because I realized the education provided in the basic schools here is just not... Um, not preparing people for the, the girls for the 21st century. 
just for example, there is no reading, so to speak, in most Kenyan schools. They read two books in uh, 10, 11th grade and two books in 12th grade, and that's it. Wow. Oh my. So we have, I know, um, and they memorize the books. So what we did is create a library. I bet I have 10,000 books here, and I hand carried them all, my sister and I. And we have a book club program where we, it's all classical books. I, you know, Charlotte's Web. You want to add a few books, Magaga? Yes. I remember uh, Clifford is very popular, The Red Dog. Uh, we did a program with the Scholastic, and I had them donate some books we shipped over to you folks. Uh, they're all the books we, we read here in the United States to our children or with our children. Yes. And so even when I speak to like my famous Ph.D. scholars here that run the big organizations, they never read to their children. It's not a reading culture. Hmm. So it's been hard to change that. But our girls are pretty well read and our staff is very well read. Well, let me ask about mathematics because you teach mathematics. I'm curious. Uh, how well do the girls absorb it? Um, how do they utilize math? It, I mean, it's really important in your life, right? Going to the market, selling product. But tell us about that. Great. Now that you mention it, well, math, we try to make mathematics about their lives, about what they actually relate with, what they do back at their home. You know, like coming from pastoralist communities, you know, right there having to tie a cow tethering a cow on a tree forms a circle. So we learn right from home and we get them engaged in the process. And I think that learning by doing helps in memory retention and also grasping the concept. And I think that is one of the ways that uh, our education at BEATS is very different from other schools in Kenya. And because there is more of promoting critical thinking and thinking about how this maths concept is going to help you outside school and also in your daily lives, even within the school. It's important. I, I will say it's hard to teach math uh, here in the States because they, people don't understand the value of it. Now, running my own business, I can tell you it's valuable. I need to be able to calculate percentages and, and read my balance sheets. Uh, but for everyday life, of course, it's important. And I'm glad to hear that it's a part of the curriculum. The girls describe to me the program. What grades do they go through? Do they go through 11th or 12th? Just give us kind of an outline of what, they, what their experience is like. Um, we sponsor some at the younger age. We might go from primary, fourth grade. Uh, through and when you get to secondary high school, uh, we are ninth through twelfth. Then we have our students do a gap year, and they volunteer and work teaching in our our little nursery school. And then then they go to the university or the university. That's wonderful. And, so you see them uh, move all the way through, and I think some of them board at the school. Is that right? They live there. It sort of reminds me of Little House on the Prairie. Too far to walk to high school, right? So people right. usually board. 
I like it. I've, the, the, I've gotten pictures from the girls that I sponsor and I get to see their uniforms and the activities. And it's wonderful. You know, I, I as a, a woman business leader in Los Angeles and as an entrepreneur, try to help advocate for women moving into leadership and helping to change the world. There's a lot of data that shows when women are in charge, there's a concern for the employees, more compassion. The laws are changed. There's a an emphasis on keeping the money in the home, right, and paying for education and health. We know when the money goes to the men, not always reinvested back in the community that way. So I'm really pleased to see you working with girls to, to move them up the ladder, if you will, and get, make them empowered. Can you give some examples of girls that have accomplished this? Well, we could talk about Diana, who teaches here. My colleague teaches math just like me in business studies. And she's just so good at it. We also have an engineer, Anwam Boy, uh, who is, by the way, a CEO for an organization and is amazing at inspiring other girls and speaks at uh, major events about STEM curriculum. And that is quite inspiring. STEM, we I have, love it. Yeah, very important. Right. We have also nurses outside there and uh, you know when we feel really much honored when they come back and also when they speak they inspire these girls and i think as a science teacher the uh, the ones i've mentioned and many more are great inspiration to the girls that they can actually make it in science and do stem too so yeah. we're just having our graduation and our young woman who is uh, studying chemical engineering will be giving the keynote speech Oh, wonderful. Wow. Wow. I, you know, when when people speak as the keynote or valedictorian, they often talk about the future. What do you see for the future of these girls? I just see them. You know, I have so many graduates. I see them successful, marrying a man of their choice, having fewer children, sending them for quality education, educating girls and boys. And really, really excelling in life. It sounds wonderful. I, you know, I, I at, at the outset of the interview, before we got on the air, I asked, uh, I asked you, Debbie, about what the status is of women in Kenya and whether or not there's been improvement. And I was really pleased and optimistic to hear how you see the girls going through your program. Uh, tell me what, what to contrast the girls in your program that are sponsored versus what other women are experiencing and girls are experiencing in Kenya? I'll have to give that to Magaga to, to <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. Great. Uh, well, the contrast is very evident. We see ladies who have a voice. Uh, we see ladies who actually hold positions in their societies, in their communities. We see ladies who provide instead of being provided for. We see ladies built into major decisions in communities that helps into women development. And then we also see ladies who actually acknowledge the need to uh, to educate children and both boys and girls. And Wonderful. That is this Advocate for kids, for children. That's great that great. they're taking on that role. Sure. But what about the girls that aren't sponsored? What do you see there? Hey, on the other hand, the thing, uh, what, what we get from those girls that are not sponsored the traditional way, there is still that belief that ladies cannot, do not have any say. So they get to have as many children as possible 
they are less edu they are less or not educated so all they do is be there and again we don't see so much of an impact coming from them in society but right. again the, the problem of overpopulation and resources strains in the resources also we see that at a, at a, as a major contrast i understand well it's a polygamous society as i understand it so men can have multiple wives. Debbie was telling me she knew of one family. They had 137 children. And of course, the wives helped to manage all the children. And she started by telling us about the 13-year-old girl getting married to a man in his 60s or 70s so he could have more children and obviously have a sex partner. And also that girl ends up helping, you know, to keep the house and maintain it. So young girls are still being uh, uh, uh I don't know if the word forced is right, but they're being uh, put into marriages at such a young age. That's still common. Is that right? Yes, it is. Um, just for example, I'm sure Miriam's older sisters have been married off early. And, you know, that's just the way the society has gone. Miriam is the girl that I, I sponsor, one of the girls I've sponsored, who's now a young woman. What made it different for Miriam? How did you find her and or did her family let her come to the program? How did we pull some of the girls out of their family situation like that and then not others? Well, I try to have a circle of sponsored girls for mutual support. Um, then I take one girl from each family. And we've been working here so long that they're recommended, you know, you should try Miriam. Or, and we look at their, their motivation and their intelligence. Now, so, you know, they'll, you know, they'll do well in the program and, and, and enjoy it, right? And that they want to be a part of it. Have you ever thought about bringing boys into the equation? Uh, or is uh, they're already taken care of with the current situation and you feel there needs to be an emphasis on girls? Well, I can only do so many people. So I suggest that men support boys' education. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. And just to add one more thing, I think that the cultural, the cultural setup do have that male favoritism in that they think males are the people to give resources to educate, and ladies, on the other hand, should just sit back and provide labor. So I think the society is, is, is informed in a sense that it has got a provision for the male. So I think the, the, the most vulnerable in this case are ladies. And there, I agree with Debbie. Yeah, the society is biased toward men and men hold the power. And women, unfortunately, as you said, are, uh, you know, uh, subjected to, you know, subservient to the men. So it's better to have strengthen the women. And what I, I'm hearing you say is the young women who go through the program are likely to have one husband. And, and yes. uh, fewer children. Is that right, Debbie? Two or yeah. three children. That's okay. what I see. That's good. I'm to so see. glad I lived long enough to see what I hoped would happen and see them be successful, happy, educate their children. Well, it sounds like you've got a wonderful program and people are helping you. So um, I, are you going to be going back? I think it is it Connecticut that you live in and, uh, and you visit uh, Kenya, what, half of the year? Well, that used to be until Corona. I've oh, been yes. here two years and I think I will go home this Christmas, but it'll be my 
second Christmas. It, that'll be a long time that I've been away. I can imagine. I can imagine. How, how has coronavirus affected you folks in Kenya? Are you getting vaccines now? Um, yes, just. So just getting the vaccinations? Two weeks ago, the staff took, uh, including me, I led the way because some people were afraid. And we got our first coronavirus uh, vaccine. vaccine. Good, 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 good. I'm glad to hear that. You know, in this country, we've been able to now do it for 12 to 17 year olds. So hopefully you'll also have vaccinations for the girls. No, that's not going to happen for a long time. Long here. time. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I can imagine the distribution of the vaccination of the vaccines are are limited, unfortunately. Tell me, I, I understand. So some of the girls, as they become young women, are, are teaching. Where else do you find the teachers from? And, and maybe tell us about you, where you got your how you how you came upon beads as a place to be working and teaching. Glad you asked. <laughs> well, uh, like Debbie mentioned briefly, um, uh, Beads uh, is an institution that actually offered me that one thing that I'd been longing to get all the way along. But it wasn't really easy. Like she said, it's really hard to get teachers and to get the concept. I remember the first week when I got here, I said, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> because we're creative student-centered. Exactly. You know, all our education system, right from when we started being taught, we are used to broad memorization. You go to a class, you sit there, look pretty, listen to the teacher and do nothing until the teacher goes away. And that is what is even happening in our teacher training institutions. So they have to, um, when they answer the question, it has to be verbatim. Exactly. Oh, my. So yes. critical thinking and being able to speak uh, uh, extemporaneously not not the case whereas we know that's an important skill set right not just rote memorization but being able to address an issue uh, you know when is does beads have a reputation in the sense of being a, a good place to work a, obviously a creative place what's the reputation of the organization hi beads that is yes oh great so beads uh one thing is that you know one key difference that I noticed when I first got here and that's I stand to celebrate is that we make the students feel matter in the process. They take charge of their learning process. So it's not about us, the teacher. You go there, then you know you speak every knowledge you know, then this if you leave, it's like you're teaching yourself. So right here when we find the final thing that I found there is that students are given opportunities. They are just the learning is facilitated. So they get to learn, they take charge of their learning, and then they, we structure the learning to promote critical thinking in the process. So that is one thing that I learned to love. And at a certain point, uh, for all that years I've taught, I came to realize that I've been doing it all wrong. <laughs> 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 so it's yeah, not so just, just you pontificating it's a back and forth is that it's interactive and the students can lead exactly and you see that also boosts interest of the students into the learning content because they feel like they're participating like their opinions their ideas matter and the teacher cares to listen that's happened you so, know here in the states where it's become a much more of a one-to-one -one and an equal 
a role for students rather than the teacher pontificating. My, the other girl that I sponsor is Florida. And she's here. She's, she's very, adorable. She sends me wonderful letters. Well, she's adorable. Oh, Florida. She's really bright and she's adorable. And she's from a, the Maasai community. I don't know. Has she told you how many wives? <laughs> no, she hasn't described her family. I, I, I hear about, you know, how dry it is and how difficult it is, but she's very positive and she loves the school. Uh, I've seen her grades. Uh, that's part of, of course, what you send to the sponsors, which is great. She's doing quite well. Like even in mathematics, I think she's doing well. Exactly. I'm her math teacher. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, one thing I like with Florida is that she's got she's also got leadership qualities. She's um, a prefect in school. That a prefect is a, a leader yeah. elected to be one of the positions. Student, student council. And uh, I think uh, one of the change, you know, in Beads, we don't really uh, we are not uh, as much as we really aim for students to get quality academic grades. We also pride ourselves in molding the character of the learners. And uh, also uh, having various workshops that give these learners the voice. So what, what makes me really happy with Florida is that she's that kind of student who is not so who's not afraid to speak what she thinks. That's good. And that is, and that is what we think. You know, having to the girls having the voice is a great change, even back to when they get their community. That You're absolutely very, very right. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard for women to find their voice. They feel like they have to be quiet and humble and uh, or they don't have the confidence that they can articulate a point of view. But if she's a prefect, she's representing all the other girls in her class. Right. And she's got to speak out for those. It's interesting. There's a lot of research that shows women are, are really good at negotiating and advocating for their team, but not exactly. necessarily for themselves. And I think that's pervasive across countries and cultures. But I'm glad to hear she's got a strong voice. Do you think she came with that? Or do you think the school has built that into her and given that to her? Both. I think it's both. both. I think she came with it, but I think we, we really uh, allowed her to develop it. Right. And, you know, one of the things we do is we do a lot of leadership training. And we've had girls, um, I think we're, I don't know how many girls we've had go to the Yale Young African Scholar Program. Uh, we have 100 ambassadors. Uh, our sponsors, you know, if you have a special interest like you, we're going to ask you to do some work with them. Um, we have a Broadway producer that's working with them. Uh, we have an, a Yale architect that's working with them. So the Zoom things have been fabulous. We are also studying cinematography as part of enhanced curriculum. That's wonderful. That's a great way to uh, make them see what's possible and and to uh, and to get them interested in new subjects. I, I love the idea of you know for these Zoom classes. Let me know. I have many friends and colleagues who'd be interested in sharing and talking about graphic design or. How to uh, how to uh, certainly write books and articles, journalists, uh, and I and I love it because I think young girls need to see it to believe they can be it, and uh, we'd be more than happy to be encouraging. That's wonderful to hear. 
I, 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 we only have about uh, three minutes left. So I want you to tell me about how people can sponsor a girl. So we can just give us the website, right? Is it beads? So the website is beads for education, B-E-A-D-S-F-O-R education.org. And all of our information about sponsoring is there. Um, and we always need more sponsors. There's so many girls. Yeah, it sounds like you have a great, uh, you're attracting a lot of girls. And as you said, you have a circle. So you could go out into the community and the villages and find young girls. Um, when you, when you, I'd like you to ask, close, if you would, with the advice you give to the girls. What do you tell the girls about what their life can be like and what they can do in the world? You tell them to think about what they'd like to do and that we know that they can do anything that they really put their heart to. We were just looking at Jane Goodall and her graduation commencement speech. And she said, you know, I didn't know how I would do it. It was 10. But her mother said, just keep trying. And if you really want it, you will get it. Ah, that's wonderful. That's very true. Great advice. I want people to know that sponsors can provide school fees for girls. And uh, there's certainly other opportunities for donating that you can find on the website. Thank you so much, Debbie Rooney and Beads and your wonderful colleague there. You guys are doing a fabulous job. Uh, and I'm just delighted to get to know you. Thank Better you. We'll be in touch. We will. We will. And thank you, listeners, for spending time with us on The Deciders. You can hear our podcast anytime at our website, FraserCommunications.com. And just remember, Fraser is a full-service advertising communications firm. You can reach us at FraserCommunications.com. To learn more about Beads, go to BeadsForEducation.org. And the deciders will be back next week here on KABC with Renee Frazier. Have a wonderful week ahead. Stay healthy and stay safe.